0: Today, two hundred and sixty-three of shaped by the word season two, the drama of scripture. We've uh, deeply enjoyed uh, reading through the Old Testament with you, and all of the Old Testament uh, we are reading. You know, Jesus will say in the Gospel of Luke points to him. Uh, everything in uh, the Old Testament is preparing us for Jesus. Everything in the New Testament is either revealing the person of Jesus to us, or are flowing out of uh, the implications of deeply knowing Jesus. So it's one beautiful unified story Uh, a lot of people you know talk about uh, the gospel being specifically you know those instructions that lead us into a relationship with jesus Uh, but if you zoom out far enough the entire scripture is is the gospel of how god has pursued us from the moment we uh, pushed him out of our lives and has brought us a wonderful savior and and from that savior has given us a, a a life and a purpose and a call and so when we come to uh the New Testament, we are uh, faithfully introduced to the person of Jesus. We've chosen our first reading uh, from the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, Matthew loves the Old Testament story. He is—he mm-hmm. is the most Jewish, you know, of of the gospel writers. All of them have deep echoes of the Old Testament. Uh, Matthew will make them more you know, specific and illicit, you know, than uh, uh, the other writers will. So we begin with the story of Jesus in Matthew's. Uh, uh, eyes, and it is a rehearsal of a lot of these names that we've read and mm-hmm. if we talked about, you know, through the rest of the year. So this is kind of a nice summary uh, of the whole thing. Father, thank you for who you are. We thank you for uh, Jesus the Messiah, who is the Son of David, and the Son of Abraham. We thank you for everything that you've accomplished for us through Him, and we thank you for the gift of righteousness that comes in Him. Mm-hmm. May we, Father, as we've Uh, Listen to the words of the prophet, not be a people who profane your name, but live for your glory and live for your honor. Thank you for your spirit, which enables us to do that. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Uh, Matthew 1. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez, the father of Hezron, Hezron, the father of Ram, Ram, the father of Minadab, and Minadab, the father of Neshon, Neshon, the father of Salmon, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Solomon, the father of Rehoboam, Rehoboam, the father of Abijah. Abijah, the father of Asa. Asa, the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the father of Jehoram. Jehoram, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah, the father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz. Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh. Manasseh, the father of Amon. Amon, the father of Josiah. Josiah, the father of Jeconiah and his brothers, the time of the exile to Babylon. After the exile to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel. Shealtiel father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the father of Abahud, Abahud the father of Eliakim, Eliakim the father of Azar, Azar the father of Zadok, Zadok the father of Akum, Akum the father of Eliud, Eliud the father of Eliezer, Eliezer the father of Mathan, Mathan the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. And Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Thus so there were 14 generations in all, from Abraham to David, 14 to David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about, as Mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up. He did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home and his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. What a wonderful, uh, you know, um, <laughs> rehearsal of the story, you know, that we have just read. The names, you know, to us get a get a little bit redundant. We we don't know how to pronounce them. We don't quite remember them. Uh, we're kind of watching them you know, flash before our eyes, and we're not sure how to put them all together. But uh, uh, Matthew does a wonderful job of connecting these two promises made to Abraham and promises uh, made to David. Uh, you know that are fulfilled in the person of Jesus, who is uh, the Messiah or the Christ. Which what a big name! You know that is it means the Anointed One of God. He is the one through whom all of the promises that we've received from Genesis all the mm-hmm. way through, you know, Malachi. Uh, and beyond uh, will be fulfilled, and all of that. And then he gives you know the the measure, you know, from the time of uh, uh, Abraham, you know, to David, from David to the exile, and from exile to the Christ. And of course, the exile is a period we just kind of came out of. This mm-hmm. is the period where God is judging His people because of their unfaithfulness to the covenant, and has scattered them among the nations. He has regathered them matter of fact it's been 400 years since he has regathered them and uh, their fortunes have, have not changed there are beleaguered people gathered from the exile but the fullness you know that we heard in jeremiah and isaiah and ezekiel has not yet taken place in them that fullness uh, begins you know with a person of christ
1: i think for so many years i never really knew what to do with this genealogy or some of the other ones i encounter and you know, sometimes you're in the Bible reading plan and you get to it and you're like, well, I'm just going to move to the next chapter. And <laughs> But man, especially in light of everything we've been reading over the last mm-hmm. few months with the story, it it is what you talked about at the beginning. It is that, you know, what Jesus said, all of it's pointing to him. And, and Matthew's even reminding us of that, that all of this is is heading towards this man, Joseph, who is going to be the father of this man, Jesus. And Jesus was going to come and save his people you know, from their sins. And so just a, you know, if, if genealogies bore us, hopefully they don't anymore because this is just a great pointer that all of it's been pointing to Jesus, a, a great reminder.
0: Sometimes my eyes still glaze over a little bit in First Chronicles 1 through 9, which is <laughs> nine yeah. chapters of uh, genealogies. This one absolutely yeah. delights me because I've come to know these names and I've mm-hmm. come to know this story. And Matthew is kind of doing something that's a little bit mischievous here. Yeah. Uh, He has emphasized a lot of low lights in in it. So when you come to Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar, this is an incestuous relationship Mm -hmm. born of deceit. Uh, through which his two, you know came. And so this is not exactly a high point in Judah's life. matter of fact, this is one of the, the, the most gross stories that you kind of read in the mm-hmm. Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And then you come down you know, to Salmon, the father of Boaz, who, whose mother was Rahab, the, the prostitute who was in Jericho, mm-hmm. who uh, became an incredible part of Israel's story because of her, her faith in Christ. But then not only that, you have Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, uh, a, a Moabite. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have been forbidden into the temple, but there's another place of grace in mm-hmm. spite of curse, in, in the mid, middle of it. And then David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been. Yeah, ah that yeah, whole story. the low moment, mm-hmm. you know in David's, in David's life as well. Mm-hmm. And then you have Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh, the, the most awful king, you know, in the history of Israel. Uh, you know, who has high places in the temples, sacrificing kids so see, so you, you know, children out in the you know, the valley of Benham, and uh, this is kind of a kind of an ugly history, and Matthew, in, in, in essence, is saying our history is not pretty, but it has produced the beauty of God's grace mm-hmm. in, in the person of Christ, and everything we have not been, this will be Matthew's message, mm-hmm. everything we have not been, he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to see that, you know, in tomorrow's reading in a in a wonderful mm-hmm. way just your your first your, your first hint mm-hmm. you know, of that mm-hmm. you have to love how matthew uses these names you know and and includes really the story like, just as you were yeah. recounted the story of these mm-hmm. people uh, i mean we begin to see in the bloodline of jesus it's not just perfect jews you know mm-hmm. it's not just jewish people yeah. gentiles are included in the yeah, right. of Jesus, yeah. mm-hmm. you know anticipating that this salvation and matthew's going to emphasize this in his gospel that Jesus didn't just come for the Jewish people, but He came so that all the nations yeah. may respond. Mm-hmm. And, and and when you have you know in the middle of it, uh, Ruth, who is you know certainly one of the most beloved uh, you know characters in the Old Testament, you, you remember her heritage as, as some of the most despised people right. of, of the Old Testament. And and so you not only have Gentiles, but you you have the worst of the worst of the worst mm-hmm. in Israel's mind of the Gentiles as a big part of you know, a big part of their heritage. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Bathsheba herself, you know, Uriah's wife is the way she's mentioned here. She didn't get yeah. her own mention mm-hmm. uh, because it reminds us of the murder, mm-hmm. you know, that took place. And it reminds us of the infidelity that took place. Mm-hmm. Uh, may have well have been a Hittite as well. then mm-hmm. her husband certainly was. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. I think I guess, even in light of some of that, you know, what the New Testament talks about, you know, not many of you are of noble birth, not many of you, you know, God's kind of chosen the lowly things. You know, He's He's not always working with the best and the brightest and the most beautiful situations, but He is working through that and, and using that mm-hmm. for His glory and, and for His purposes, which, again, is just a good reminder for wherever people might find themselves today of everything might not seem right or perfect. But we know that that's, God is still faithful. He is who He is, and He can be that great assurance in those difficulties that, that He will be faithful and He can be trusted.
0: And now it, it is a, you know, and, and of course you have to love. Even uh, in Luke, we're, we're hearing the story from Mary's perspective. So uh, you know the, the stories are about the angel Gabriel appearing, you know to uh, you know to Mary, and we hear Mary's song. And we have Mary treasuring all of these things in her heart. Here, in Matthew, you hear it from Joseph's perspective mm-hmm. as as a legal father of Jesus and the one who ties him, you know, to uh, you know, to David, uh, to the house, you know, the household of David, you know, as, as well. But you have to love, you know, just just that that simple little phrase when he says, "You'll name him Jesus," which means, you know, the Lord saves, mm-hmm. and uh, it takes us back, you know, to the reminder of, you know, the. Uh, the maiden or the young virgin who would be assigned, you know, to a, uh mm-hmm. you know to the kings of old of God's presence with him. How much more is this birth in this virgin in this child a sign that God is with us? And mm-hmm. a gorgeous picture that's yeah. you know, that's painted that's you know, painted there. Mm-hmm. And we won't you mm-hmm. know, see much more of you know Jesus' father, but we do mm-hmm. we do love what we see in him. Uh, who is a man who is not wanting, yeah. uh, You know, tender, obedient to the law mm-hmm. in his faithfulness, but tender in his execution, mm-hmm. you know, of it as well. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you for uh, Jesus. We thank you that. Uh, in the same way we read a couple of you know, days ago that you act on behalf of your name, not because we deserve it. We, we see the history of Israel and we realize, wow, there there's some really ugly blights in their history. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, we look at ourselves and we realize there are ugly blights in our history as well. And, and we thank you that you, uh, Father, loved us so much or loved us in exactly the way that you, you, you showed your love among us by giving us your Son. And we thank you for the life that we have in him. You're a good and a gracious God. Amen.